attention. T minus 90 seconds and counting. All systems are go. Godspeed, Mr. Ratty Ratty Piper. The greatest. We salute you. The greatest, one of the best wrestlers in WWE history. Uh, multiple championship belt titles. Uh, sadly, uh, Rowdy Ratty Piper passed away this past week at age 61 um, in Hollywood, California, uh, in his sleep on Thursday night uh, of cardiac arrest. And... Um, I know everybody, even if you don't like wrestling, a lot of people like Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was one of those guys, I think, that he was so likable, even if you weren't... He was a bad guy in you know, this heyday of wrestling. He was like a villain. And you still liked him. Like He was still so cool and just so likable. Like I just think um, I think he was one of the best. I mean, it's sad that he's gone. Yeah, he actually like became... A good guy because everyone just loved him because he was just crazy yeah. like he feuded with Hulk Hogan in, in the beginning of it all you know he was there at the main event of Wrestlemania 1 with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T and Paul Orndorff and right. uh, at, at a time he was like my favorite wrestler for a couple years he was, uh, good. He was just he, he he's only been pinned once uh, and that's by Bret Hart in Wrestlemania 8 I think yeah, WrestleMania eight. Um, it's the only time he's ever been pinned, but he's never won the world, you know, champion. Right. Championship. He's been like intercontinental champion or like a tag team champion. Well, he wasn't really, I think, as as big as the the guy in the ring wrestling as he was the guy with the microphone. Absolutely. Um, I think that's really what made him different from everybody else. Uh, really, superstar under Vince McMahon. Definitely. He was admitted into the WWE Hall of Fame back in 2005. Uh, it was one of the top 50 villains in the history of the WWE. Um, it looks like... Uh, he actually helped Virgil part ways from Ted DiBiase and stand up for himself. He's survived by his wife, Kitty, and their four kids, including three daughters and son, Colton, who's also pursuing a career in professional wrestling so godspeed rowdy rowdy piper he was uh he's in one of my favorite movies of all time too which is they live which is a what? it's a stephen king 
short oh. story called The Ten O'Clock People, and they adapted it into a film called They Live. And if you haven't seen it, I think it's like 87 or 80, 88, but it's it's like Army of Darkness with Rowdy Roddy Piper in L.A. It's the wow. coolest movie. Uh, it's awesome. If you, have you guys seen it? No. But I, used to always I think vaguely that. remember the storyline, but I don't think I ever saw it. It's it's interesting. He basically aliens have infiltrated Earth, but they're disguised as people. And he stumbles yes. upon these pair of sunglasses. When he puts them on, he can see which ones are aliens and which ones are real. And the aliens are like hideous, like they look like skeletons. So you know he's trying to stop it, and uh, he's just filled with these great action scenes. Like the, the the best scene in the movie is he goes into a bank and he sees all these. He puts the glasses on. So the whole movie he has sunglasses on. So he just looks like a rock star, and he has the the mullet. Yes. And he goes up with a shotgun. He goes, "I came here for two things: chewing bubble gum and kicking oh, ass." Oh, that's what it was. That, yes. that was it. The ball out of bubble gum. Yeah. And he just starts blowing people away. Um, <laughs> but it's like a fun cool movie and it's based on the Stephen King uh, short story where called the 10 o'clock people which which he was people that were um, came out to smoke at 10, 10 o'clock so it wasn't quite breakfast it wasn't quite, quite lunch and these people had um, oh. they were like half aliens and some conspiracy the short story was a little weird but the movie's pretty tight so I always thought it would be great if Piper was in The Walking Dead, you know, if he got like a cameo and just got to chop some zombies' heads off with an axe. I can just see him in his kilt, you know, with the leather jacket. Just tearing it up. Smashing (laughs) zombies. Then he dies, becomes one, and Rick kills him. Rick (laughs) kills him. I was searching around and watching videos of him on Friday night, and I was at home, and I was was drinking heavily, and... uh, I listened to his theme song, so then I started watching videos of bagpipe music and Amazing Grace and this and that. And I was this with other neighbors, like building with other neighbors, like don't do it with other neighbors, like don't do it. Other neighbors, like don't do it. The neighbors, like don't do it. Neighbors, like don't do it. Neighbors, like don't do it. Just like don't do it. But it would have been the yeah, worst, like drunken decision. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a cool instrument. Practice your bagpipes in, you know, like an underground layer. You'd have to go. You'd have to go like to the mountain, like in Braveheart, just to get away yeah. from everybody. In a cave somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I always liked cool instruments like that. Like I, I play guitar, you know, like everybody else. But the weird, the weird ones. Yeah, Biscardi play uh, the fiddle, which I always thought was such a cool instrument because if I if I knew how to play the fiddle, it would be John Adams all day long, like walking around the street, <laughs> like do 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 do. Do you still play, Mike? Jefferson was the fiddle player, not Adams. Oh, Jefferson. I mean, Aww. the theme, the theme, the John um, Adams theme, all the day theme. long, would be. Uh, right, a theme. Right. It would just be beautiful. Wait, what is the fiddle? Fiddle. It's like the. Is that violin. the guy for? The, there, I think there's an amazing fiddle player uh, in the Dave Matthews Band, and he was going crazy last night. Is that like a violin kind of? Yeah. Oh yeah, that that is a sweet, sweet instrument. That guy is really like the the star of the band that nobody knows. You know, nobody knows. I don't know. I just know him as the the guy with the dreadlocks. I don't know if he's still yeah. Dreadlocks. Yeah. Nobody yeah, really knows cool. anybody but Dave Matthews. They're just the band. They don't want to be known. They're just the band. He's really, really, really entertaining yeah. and good. Yeah, I, I saw uh, the Paul Matthews band last night. It's just a guy playing his harmonica, but he was good. Um, he was good. Yeah. John, you went to the concert last night. Um, and you I posted did. some pictures. Uh, 
the the I know Dave Matthews is insanely popular, but the amount of people there in that outdoor venue, man, it looked like a it looked like a uh, like Woodstock or something like that. I mean, it was insane. It was like like if you packed. looked up at the if you looked up at the lawn, yeah. it it looked like they were you know seats. It, it, it just people were just stacked on top of each other. It was so packed. That's crazy. Um, but I had good seats and it was a blast. It was a little slow though. He played too many of his slower songs. You know they were good, but you know you can kind of get sleepy. Yeah. It was pouring. I lost my flip flops. I was just walking in pure like farm mud. It's a yeah. concert. Pasture farm. mud. Yeah, it was a great time. Hippie urine. I think the last time I saw him was in Hartford, Connecticut, 2009. I remember walking out of the show, not because I was bored or anything, but it was kind of a boring show. Um, walking out, and I wasn't able to get back in, but like I didn't care. So I just kind of hung around the parking lot for the rest of the group. So I got back, but I think the last time before that I had seen him was 2000, I want to say, 99, 2000. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's just it wasn't the wasn't the same. Yeah, he's I've got seen such him. a catalog. I mean, he could play, he could do a different sh- song every show, a different set list, and still. And a reasonably funny actor. Yeah, he is funny. Actually. He is good. What movie what was, was he in, in that he was really Chuck funny? Chuck and Larry. In? He was. What was that? Chuck and Larry. That was it. Chuck and Larry. He was also in the Zohan. Yeah. Don't mess yeah. With the Zohan. That's yeah. right. Don't mess with the Zohan. Um, yeah, it was good, but I've seen him 15 times, and you get that song Two Step, which is the best live song by Dave Matthews, uh, like, you know, a third of the time, maybe even a fifth of the time. So he's good, but uh, test. Why did I just get a Mixler message from Podcastle? I don't know. I'll take a look. Did you get that? Um. I don't know. Well, anyway. I'll say that that song Two Step though is such a, a, a perfectly crafted um, piece of music because it starts off with just this the basic strumming and then it builds up and then there's like some melodies laced in and then everything just comes together like it's just that'd be like a great song to open up with. I would it just say. builds and builds and builds and builds. He'll play it, you know, to start or sometimes he'll play it right in the middle and it'll yeah. just, it'll become like a different concert, you know, like he jacks up the energy halfway through. Just pretty pretty good. Up. But last night was a little slow. Played some fun ones at the end, but that was it. Yeah. Uh, my buddy and I on the way home stopped at McDonald's, of course. And destroyed uh, double cheeseburger and a chicken sandwich. I think you're your never so hungry and thirsty as when leaving a concert. Yeah, and we got yeah. an orange Gatorade, large. Yeah, gotta get those I, electrolytes. I left the yeah. concert. I saw, uh, I was in Hershey Park like 10 years ago, and it was, uh, I don't remember. It was like Collective Soul, uh, Goo Goo Dolls, uh, Third Eye Blind. It was one of those. And I'll spare, I'll spare the details, but I had to go to the John number two, like you wouldn't believe when it was done. And I was, there's no way I'm going to, into any of those porta potties there. I was like, I'm not doing it. So I get in the car and I was just racing around, like this is before the days of like Waze or anything. Like I just, I just, just driving around trying to find a, a place to go. And I finally found an Applebee's and I just went in there, like the door just swung open, like hitting the side. I just brushed past, like, can I help you? You know, just like pushing the hostess out of the way. And I just no, ran no. in there and then I came out and it was just like the most awkward thing. But I was like, I gotta go. 
<laughs> but yeah, when you leave a concert, you're so thirsty. You're just like, yeah. Uh, so when you're driving to work in the morning and you're just not going to make it to work, so you have to stop at like a Seven Eleven. Yeah, and it's mm. and someone's already using it. And, right, they're know, taking forever. He weighs he weighs four hundred pounds and just ate a human being and is right. shitting it out. And he wants you I to remember, come. And he wants you to come in with him. <laughs> I remember when uh, this was really a funny concert story. When this had to be around two thousand one. I want two thousand two, maybe two thousand two. I think. Oasis at the Beacon Theater on the Upper West Side. And yes. Char, the lifesaver. Sick, sick on something, and oh, uh, no. he he puked in a slop bucket in <laughs> yes. the parking garage on like I don't know eighty third wherever the hell we were. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I had a headache, and whenever I get like migraines, like I'll throw up. So I was like feeling nauseous, and Biscardi the Saint was, you know. Just come over here, throw up in here. We threw up in a slop bucket. Bucket. I remember we were driving home, and Busket. I was like laying in the back seat or laying in the front seat down, or I was laying down. And Scardy was like, I think on the West Side Highway, and he's like, "Come on, come on, let's go! I'm fucking trying to drive here!" And he's yelling at people. And I remember that was like, I remember it was, so, yeah, it was funny. It like yeah. helped me out. I was like, I need to hear let's this. Let's go. I, I don't know what did it to you. It wasn't drinking. No. Was it no. magical? It was a roofie. Fun. I forget. It was fun yeah. though. Speaking of, yeah, the slot bucket. You were that was one, one concert. You were not hungry or thirsty for anything. No, yeah. I was hungry for sleep. I went to the Y100 Festival in 2001, and uh, or no, 2000, and uh, you know that's like an all-day thing. They start at like three and end at like 11, and I had been tailgating obviously since like noon. And around like five or six o'clock, I was in the bathroom getting ready to pee. And I'm like, you know, when all of a sudden your forehead just becomes sweat instantly and you can feel it. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, something's wrong. And I just ran in the bathroom, puked my brains out, stood up and was like, all right, here we go. Round two. Round two, two Isis. Yeah. And I just kept, kept yeah, drinking. You, you can just feel it coming and you're like, all right, I'm committed to this now. I just had to rally, yeah. I was yeah. like, this is a big event, and I didn't drive here, so I have to rally right now. Right, the vote's in. Here's what we got to do. Troops. Can't uh, do that. This no. In, uh, in other news, uh, Italian police seized cash from Snoop Dogg, Snoop Lion. Snoop Lion left Italy $205,000 lighter on Saturday after police seized money from him at an airport during a normal check. Uh, the rapper was found with $422,820 in U.S. cash, and uh, he told people that it was for, he told authorities it was to, he was carrying it to pay his band uh, that were on the road with him. Um, this comes in, uh, he, I think he was arrested just a week before, too, in Sweden. For weed. Stopped for weed. Yeah, so Europe is not... Europe has never been good to Snoop Dogg. I mean, he's yeah, he's doing things he shouldn't really? be. But he's been arrested in Scotland before. I know he was arrested at Heathrow in London. Scotland? I don't know why he goes to Europe. He always gets arrested. But for doing what? Like, what is Snoop doing? Getting busted for weed? I mean, doesn't hasn't everyone just accepted that Snoop gets high anywhere he wants? Right. I I thought that was like you know just like an unknown an unwritten rule anywhere. What I don't understand is why there. I mean, he has so much money. He should just have somebody carry it for him and be like, "Take the fall. I'll bail you out. You'll get paid. Just carry my shit." Like I don't know why he's personally carrying like weed. 
You know, buy it over yeah. there. You can buy weed in Europe. Well, like, make some contacts. Remember when Stallone got busted in Australia with the steroids? Yeah. I don't know whatever came of that. Obviously, he's still... Uh, he's fine. Right. But, um, yeah, he got busted. And then Johnny Depp with the dogs in Australia. He was looking at 10, 10 years, I believe, was the, the headline. And um, Wait, what know, happened you know, with Johnny Depp? Yeah, 10 years he, facing. Yeah. He imported his dogs with him while he was shooting a film. I don't know if it was one of the Pirates movies. Maybe it was. Um, whatever upcoming movie he, he has in the near future, because this was pretty recent. So he brought his two dogs with him, and he, I guess he didn't declare them. And uh, they they didn't have a passports, maybe. I don't know, whatever the case was. Yeah, Australia, though, I remember when I flew into the airport for the first time in Australia, I just remember them being very adamant about preserving very. the wildlife or the, the habitat. So they, they really are very strict on allowing any foreign animals being taken in or any of their animals being taken out they just don't want to disturb their habitat so i've heard okay. that yeah like their ecosystem like you can't have i think the simpsons did an episode of that where like their frogs come and decimate yeah. it they're very yeah. serious about like no foreign species will it'll mess up like everything will just go to shit yeah so that's that's two other celebrities with problems. That, I mean, that happened in L.A. We had a lot of foreign species come in. I mean, everything just... <laughs> <laughs> talking, about, talking about cicadas. It's a, it's so a small mean, micro bug that... Yeah. I don't, you guys I don't know of? why it's oh, gosh. working yeah. in a foreign Ooh. country. I mean, it's such a pain in the ass just to be able to get a visa to work in a foreign country. You know, we know. have Hollywood right here. Movie stars should be just shooting Yeah, back. why are you traveling you overseas? Know? You know? Go to Paramount. I mean, Italian people, can they even understand what Snoop is doing? The Italian people, what's that? Oh, no, not at all. No, not at all. They can understand it. Fishizzle. Fishizzle, my whistle. An Italian whistle. We're in real whistle having spaghetti whistle. Yeah, Snoop was, uh, Snoop was detained. But then he also said it was, um, what did he say? A race, a race crime or a hate crime or a racial... He, he, he said something that didn't make sense to me. It's like, Snoop, you got busted for weed because everyone knows you smoke it and if you can't in this country they're going to arrest you right it's not it's not like a racial thing it's that you're snoop <laughs> yeah you yeah i don't think it's away. a racial thing it's because it's snoop lion <clears throat> snoop lion is he snoop lion or snoop dog it's like I, I keep seeing both i can't commit to snoop lion i can't no it's still snoop lion officially but uh yeah, they're still calling Nobody him Snoop Dogg. It's Snoop Dogg. It's like uh, when Puff Daddy changed his name to P. Diddy. You're like, all right. right. Still, people still call him Puff Daddy. Yeah. I think we should change Puff our Daddy. names. Like, Mike Biscardi could be like Bis Party or something. And I, you know, Bismarcky. Or Bike Miscardi. Yeah, M. M. Biddy. And you could, could be, be like J. Hass. And mm. I could be like. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. That's a good segue right there. Ronda Rousey, Did man. Did you see that? I saw the highlights. Yeah, man. She tore it up. Oh, my gosh. But she's a classy so... woman, too. I've seen her on uh, Conan before. She's like a, she's a class act. for. She's cool, man. She's one of those people that you want to... She's good people. I've it never met her. It seems like she is. I've, yeah, but uh, it was funny. It looked like they were just going to show you a clip, you know, on like this app that I have. 
sports app. But the clip is the entire match because <laughs> it was 30 seconds. Yeah, it was super quick. Turn. And the money they made on pay-per-view just for that seconds, I mean. And it was like 1 a.m. When, it, when, it, when the match started or maybe even later than that, at least on the East Coast. Yeah, it was late here. I know it was like trending, and I saw people like tweeting about it. And it was, it was later at night do. here. If more people are like tweeting about it and and subscri- you know buying it, then they'll just keep adding matches. Yeah, they're, they're talking so about her next one already. Might be in Dallas. Um, the Aldo McGregor card. This will be fighting. Uh, let's see here, Fox Sports. Yada yada yada. Uh, yeah, they're already talking about getting her in Dallas in uh, another uh, another match after she dispatched. You know, uh, what was the chick's name that she fought last night? Beth. When she uh, Beth Correa. When yeah. she started, um, you know how they most of them have like a nickname. She yeah. was Rowdy Ronda Rousey because yeah, Rowdy, I Rowdy heard Piper. That. Rowdy Rowdy Piper like helped her, like trained her, or the guy that trained Piper trained her. Wow. Pretty cool. Wow. That is cool. So after the match, she like dedicated to, dedicated it to him. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. Read that she did a little thing at the end. So that's pretty cool. Just to circle back to Piper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, full plot hole. Yeah, plot holes. And speaking so, of holes and plots, uh, I took the liberty. If you guys, before we get into uh, the hell's wrong with people. Because there's a lot. I'd like to embrace you and see if you knew this. Some of these. Some of these I didn't know. Some of these I did. Uh, the biggest movie plot holes. Um, plot holes, obviously, uh, or a oversight by the writers in a film where the story doesn't really match up with the plot. Hollywood can get away with it a lot over the sus- uh, belief suspension that they can do uh, different things in their own universe. But uh, th- here's a list of some of the most famous plot holes. And... Uh, there's a reasonable explanation for each. So I'm going to start off with Raiders of the Lost Ark. We've all seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, no. And uh, they're digging in the wrong place. So Belloc, his medallion, has writing on one side. Uh, if you know when Indiana Jones is in the, the underground site, he puts the medallion on, and you know he needs to get the other side. So anyway, turns out uh, one of Belloc's... Uh, the medallion is what he puts on the staff in order for the sun to shine on there and do it. Now, as it turns out, the Nazis, um, the only reason they get their hands on this thing and be able to take the Ark is because Indiana Jones dug up the damn thing for them. Why didn't right. he just simply go home and come back at a later time? Like, why does he have to dig this up in front of the Nazis in that camp? Seems like a big plot hole. But uh, the explanation that is given on this site, this is on gamesradar.com, is... Uh, Nice. Indy has to see the Ark for archaeological bragging rights, even if it means the end of democracy and civilization, because he's such a a, uh, a diehard archaeologist that he's right there. Like, he needs to he's get an in there and, and get it right there. Also, it would make for a shitty movie if he just went home. But uh, do you guys think that's a big plot hole, that he would just dig up in front of the Nazis rather than waiting? Or what do you think? Yeah, I don't know on that one. Yeah, Not, yeah. Probably. Yeah. There's, there's some other ones here. There's a, uh, there's a, um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Big Bang Theory episode where Amy Farrah Fowler and uh, Sheldon Cooper watch Sheldon Cooper. Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it ends, and he's like all excited to see like what she thinks. And he's like, and she's like, oh, it was okay. And he's like, just okay? What are you talking about? And she's like, well, 
if Indiana Jones wasn't in the movie, it would still have ended the same. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the story's flawed. <laughs> she's so calling it out. Like, there's like a bunch. Yeah, there's a few. A few flaws. It's just about the adventure of Indiana yeah, Jones. It's, it's not about movie. that like surrounding storyline. People get too serious with that, too. I remember one time I watched... Uh, it's like, don't uh, pick apart all the details. Yeah, like it, it's a exactly movie. Come on. It's a movie. I remember watch, in high school, I watched Halloween with... Uh, I was watching a movie, and um, I was like... Halloween? Yeah, yeah, Michael Myers. And I was like... Lisa needs braces. I was like, how can he drive uh, when he gets in yeah, the I car that one. yeah i said how can he drive because he gets in the car uh he's 21 and he also knew how to drive he was locked up and he was 12 uh, he how to drive and so, i remember yeah. some, some guy at some party was like now now the director yelled cut and i'm like okay yes i get it's a movie but um whatever <laughs> Biscardi and i used to love that movie still uh, do, still do uh, yeah. you know i've seen it so many times now that um yeah it doesn't hold the same regard as it as it's still a classic alley but um yeah, you know what i've noticed that uh, i always noticed the thing about the driving that was very obvious but it wasn't until recently past couple of years that i realized there are palm trees in haddonfield illinois oh in right states. what yeah pasadena illinois more like it oops yeah. that's true yeah there's, yeah, there's quite a few of them. There's quite Didn't a few notice palm trees. It until it was brought to my attention, and then I start in one scene, and then I started seeing them all over the, the damn movie. It's a plot. Uh, hey, we're yeah. going to the beach here at Malibu, Illinois. It's right outside of Chicago. It's fine. But the driving thing, yeah, I remember yeah, that. yeah, that one, that one's good. Uh, Planet of the Apes, two thousand one. What's that, John? Yes, I yeah. was just gonna say. Any other plot holes? Few. Planet of the Apes, two thousand one. Uh, Tim Burton's reimagining it. Obviously, the story it reveals that the humans crash landed on a planet, and because of um, the evolution with the apes, they they mutate and they become these smart apes on this desolate planet. But if that's the case, where did the horses come from? They are shown riding horses. Where did horses come from? Uh, they were not on the aircraft with them. Um, I've but, got a plot hole i'm sorry to interrupt i got a plot hole from seinfeld after when you're done with this one. Oh, a couple of them Ooh. I, let's do that i got a few myself let's let's change you gears know, here let's do Seinfeld. real quick on the real quick on that planet of the apes by tim burton it was strange at the end when Wahlberg gets back and abe lincoln uh, you know at the lincoln memorial is a an ape yeah lincoln. Right. That was so weird. It was weird. Does that mean that there was a civil like, war too? Like it, it was very weird. It's creepy. Yeah. But yeah, let's hear the Seinfeld plot hole. Yeah. Well, there's actually quite a few of them. Number one was, as you guys I'm sure have seen, there's um, quite a lot of double casting going on in the show. Larry oh, David was known for it. Yeah. A lot of the characters you'll see them resurface again as somebody else. Um. And they also had some characters. I think there were like three Morty Seinfelds. I remember two Lloyd Brauns. But as far as the plot is concerned, in the early episodes, both Jason Alexander and Jerry Seinfeld, their characters talk about having siblings in a couple of conversations. Siblings which never appear in the show and are never talked about again and really don't apply. Yeah, If If you look at some of the earlier shows, they talk about siblings which really aren't part of the show later on. It's implied that later in the show that they're only children. Interesting. Yeah. That's true. 
There's there's a uh, a plot hole. At, do you remember the, the episode where um, George and Jerry are at the the uh, car dealership and George is hungry and he's trying to uh, you know get get the his he lost his Twix bar or whatever. Oh yeah. And he's starving. He's starving the whole time. Uh, and he just wants to get food, and he, he doesn't have a dollar, and he, the guy won't give him one, and it eats his thing, whatever. But at the end, somehow, he produces this diorama of, like, ten candy bars to yeah. test them. But where did he get the candy bars? I and mean, where did he just eat them? Yeah, that's, like, what they say to him. He's like, how is that a setup? And he's like, oh, you all screwed me! <laughs> you all screwed They're all Twix! But yeah. why would he? where did he get them, and then where did he eat them? <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden he like had money. He got all the Twix out of the machine and just put up the display. What was yeah. it called? The the cookie lineup, the candy bar lineup. Yeah. They were all Twix. It was a setup. A setup, I tell you. Yeah. And now you've all screwed me. Just eat them. You're hungry. Just eat the Twix. Screw me again. Yeah. You got some more, Mike? Plot holes. Um. Well, well, it's funny. Wow. You, uh, you made me think you of. Already? Yeah. Here's a big one. Yeah. Uh, so E.T. Oh shit! My spaceship left without me. If oh only yeah. I could fly or something. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. they show the ki- the kid riding the bike with E.T. You know, flying it. It's true. Why did uh, Why did he do that? Here's here's the biggest one. Fly home. Karate Kid. Uh, no no illegal kicks to the face. At the final oh, match, got, Karate Kid won. I got a big one. He wins by kicking the guy to the face. Yeah, he's DQ'd. But he won. I, I got a big one. What's that? This one I, you probably have seen and have noticed, just may, may have forgotten about it. Rocky 4 and 5, big plot hole. Huh. Doesn't ring a well, bell off the top of my head, so I'm curious. All right. Well, Rocky 4, um, Stallone and... And uh, my man, I got my man crush on Dolph. I was rooting for Dolph, incidentally. All right, so guys, they go square I, off in, in Russia. And uh, Rocky's kid was what? Six years old, maybe, at the time? Yeah. And he comes back to save Stallone in Rocky ah. 5. Shot five years later, but suddenly the kid's yeah. growing up a teenager. And, and one... Um, Good in, one. In what, like a week's time, it's supposed to be. Yeah, good one. A week's time. I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. It's that reminds me of the Patriot. And where the new one doesn't the, make sense either. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's a good discussion. No, the no, Patriot no. too ha- takes place over like eight years, and it, Mel Gibson's kids don't age in a day in the whole movie. It takes place from like pre-revolutionary war what? to like. You know, 1774, 17, or I'm sorry, 1782. Well, it goes from about 17, I, th- I think it's, it ends in 1781, we know that. It doesn't really, it doesn't really just um, give any hint to his, what part of the war they're in, even, uh, you'd have to check the history on that Swamp Fox, Francis Marion, when it, um, when he took arms with the militia. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of distance in time there. It's just a. Uh, it's interesting to see those. I don't. I always forget plot holes if I notice it when I'm watching a movie. I guess it's like one of the blessings of ADD. I'm like, oh, I'm still enjoying the colors on the screen in front of me. I don't care. Let's just enjoy yeah. it. Like I don't ever. It doesn't ruin a movie for me. Any plot holes. The only one that 
that I always think of, and I credit this to Biscardi because we saw Austin Powers two at one point together, and at the beginning, Vanessa, it's determined she's a fembot, and Biscardi goes, "Oh, she's a fembot! Oh, yeah. oh, ruin the whole first thing. The whole first thing's ruined." <laughs> and then every time I watch that, like it was on recently. Yeah. I'm like, it did. You know what? It did ruin the first one for me because it totally ruins the first. It ruins one, it. Yeah. It discredits the whole thing. You could have had her yeah. pass away or leave that him or something. Don't make her a robot. It ruined the whole thing. Um, I just thought, yeah. And getting back to Rocky, the new one, Creed. Yeah. Initially, Ooh. when I when I read Creed. the the synopsis of the movie the first time, it Creed. was supposedly. Uh, Apollo Creed's grandson, but it's actually his son. You know, he dies in 1985. This kid can't be more than 25 years old. So he was born after his father died. It just doesn't make any sense. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Michael. Michael Stallone B. Jordan. Didn't think of that. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, since I can't really do math, I I never like put this stuff together. You and me both, brother. <laughs> Can't even do my own taxes. Like, I never realized that when Rocky came back after Russia, that his kid aged like ten years. I never even noticed. I it. didn't either. That is so bad because the movies are always like the next day or even like the day of. You know, all the sequels. Yeah, they're shot so many years apart. Even yeah. Rocky yeah. one and, and two was seventy six. Well, it was shot in seventy five. In seventy, but takes place in seventy. And no, I'm sorry. Seven, yeah, seventy six. And then seventy-eight, I think, was when Rocky Two was was filmed, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's shot like the same night. Um, another plot hole too is in uh, butthole. Butthole. Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Dark Knight Rises. Um, Bruce Wayne oh, at no. the end goes into uh, anonymity. He just doesn't want to be noticed by everybody. Um, so what does he do? He he was on the cover of Time magazine, his person of the year in the movie. So at the end, he retires. But what does he do? He just sits at a table with Anne Hathaway uh, in a public place, and nobody seems to know who he is at all, even though they know he's right. Batman at this point. He's just in the open, but because he doesn't have like a nice suit on, they're like, oh, well, it's just a guy. And he's just in the open market, just sitting there, but nobody recognizes him. Come on. Yeah, no uh, one knows Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the E.T. one's big, too, he said. You guys have any more? It's interesting. You could go on forever about plot holes. There's so many. Yeah, I'm sure after the show I'll think of another one. But... We'll do another one here. There's, like, um, I think every movie, and you guys probably know more about this than I do, but every movie and TV show, they have, like, a continuity expert, and that's, like, what they're supposed to look for, plot holes. Yeah. Continuity and like anachronisms, where like why he has that watch in 1885. That kind of watch wasn't invented until 1905. You're like, oh, I really I remember taking a film class and watching Psycho, and in the shower scene, you see the the stream of the water going a couple different directions. The water changes directions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Uh. One was the hangover, the the first hangover. They're looking for their friend, Doug, and uh, he's Doug, on the roof the whole time, Doug. but you didn't think to look on the roof once. I mean, that's the last place right. you saw him, so why not just yeah. go upstairs first, and maybe he's up there. Yeah. Like, never look there. Where do you remember seeing him last? The, the roof. roof. Okay, let's go there. 
Right. Yeah. Let's try this the out. The movie would be a minute long. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's why. That's why we don't do it. Uh, so, I want to give one more. I need to. I need to do one more plot hole to finish this segment of the show. I'll feel validated if I do one more. Do I think I have one right here. Uh, let's see. There's a few. There's a few. There's a few, Johnny. Okay, here's one. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Again. The Word of God challenge makes a big point about certain death befalling anybody who steps onto the wrong letters. As proved when Indy gets his ancient alphabet wrong and steps onto a J. The trouble is, the only way he can stop himself falling through the hole is by grabbing a hold of the adjacent letters, <laughs> neither of which is the correct one. How come they don't fall? Don't fall. <laughs> and their explanation says... It's all in the small print. The legend speaks exclusively about footsteps, meaning hands would not ah. activate them. Losers. Mike, what's the quote from uh, The Last Crusade about part. goose stepping? Not should be it reading tells, books. It tells me that goose stepping <laughs> morons like yourself should reading books instead of burning. <laughs> I think if I could do a Connery impression that good, I would whip it out all the time. And they'd be like, sir. Do you, do you want anything else here at Chipotle? And I'd be like, I think that stepping... Sir, I'm not a Nazi. You gonna pay your check and put your pants on? Come on. What the fuck is going on here? Anyway, that would be uh, an example of, you know, doing something in a public... <laughs> of doing something in a public facility that would be wrong, which brings us to what the hell is wrong with people? Well with people. All right. Well, this one kind of came to my attention this week. I was actually looking really hard to find a flaw in mankind, and um, this one popped up a couple of days ago. Found it on social media. So, all right. Every artist, musician, actor, or actress uses social media to advance their careers, or at least market themselves to hopefully advance some semblance of a career. Since the fall of MySpace about six years ago, Facebook has become the number one tool for self-promotion. Let's face it, even we here at the podcast will use it to keep you listening and gather newcomers to tune in as well. Instagram came along and Twitter, where even Hollywood stars came out and published their own personal statements without the help of their reps. Last month, Katy Perry achieved over 70 million followers, surpassing President Obama, who holds close to 61 million. Obama! Justin Timberlake, Lady Gaga, and Taylor Swift are all remarkably successful artists who are frequent tweeters with a staggering number of followers. No doubt that tweeting keeps their album and movie and sales up. It's designed to bring attention to themselves. Actors, big and small, crave attention. While most celebrities limit their blog activity to Twitter and Facebook, which is often run by their publicists, wannabe artists can never have enough outlets. They've even infiltrated LinkedIn. Ah. LinkedIn was launched in 2003 to allow people to market themselves and their business talents, and it's risen to great heights since then. Everyone from recent college grads to CEOs maintain LinkedIn profiles in hopes that a headhunter or a recruiter or a potential client will come across their page and engage them. I myself keep a LinkedIn as I own a security business of my own. But what about these unknown actors and singers and writers on Watch there? My what short do film. they think they're going to accomplish by putting a profile on LinkedIn 
that says actor, writer, self-employed was what I saw on there. What you're really saying is entrepreneur, hi, entrepreneur, industrialist. Hi, I'm unemployed. Bicyclist. I can't get a real job, but I'm posting myself as a self-employed guy to a bunch of people who probably aren't going to read this because casting directors aren't targeting LinkedIn profile. <laughs> so what's wrong with these actors today? It's just not enough attention. I want to know, actually, let's see if people can tweet this to us. If anybody out there listening is an actor, a singer, or a writer, or uh, an artiste entrepreneur, if you've gotten a gig, if you booked it from LinkedIn, tweet us your success story. Zero tweets. I'd love to see that. <laughs> that was really good. That was very well written. That's true too. There's so many I'm, I'm sending it out right now. Bubs. Uh, yeah, let's 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 get some tweets Tweet on that. Tweet right us now. at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. That's so true though. I'm on LinkedIn and I use it shamelessly to promote videos. I don't even have a serious account. I'm not trying to get work out of LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. I don't take it seriously. I have like thirty five hundred people in there and I just spam the shit out of them until they block this me. This is what I do. Yeah. I just do that. And it's very meticulous. But there are so many people on there that's like John David from, you know, Butthole Indiana and he's an actor, a writer, director, and then they'll send these emails that yeah. are pre written to everybody and it's like, Hey, I'm just getting into voice work and it's like get out and go to an audition. Like do, do exactly. a play. I mean, do a play. You see, you see all kinds of sub Title or captions, whatever, below yeah. people's below people's uh, yeah. headshots, their business headshots, and their profile, yeah. and it says, you know, consultant or oh. CEO or <laughs> vice president. I just, yeah. I, I can't VP. get my head around putting actor, writer, director, and thinking that somebody <clears throat> from creative artists is on there going through LinkedIn no one. to find you. Yeah. Are you that desperate? Because there's not one single celebrity. As you know, I talk in, the, in, the, in that segment about celebrities keeping Twitter and, and Facebook. Oh, yes. They're publicists. Yeah. But I've never yeah. seen one. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen Ashton Kutcher or, or Jimmy Fallon on LinkedIn. No. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're set up. They're successful. They don't need LinkedIn to go find a job. So if you're the Joe Blow... <laughs> And you're saying all these things about no. yourself. Clearly, no. you're just you have a, a, a plot hole in your life right there because you're clearly Whoa. not successful. Hello? Yeah. Hey, this is uh, this is Tom Cardi over at Creative Artist. I happen to see your professionally crafted headshot uh, with touch up on there and a link that you're a director. Now it says here you're in uh, Anchorage, Alaska, but I like to get you downtown LA for a meeting <laughs> because LinkedIn is where we find the talent. Yes. Where it's we like find me him. putting like um, I'm a poker player also. And it goes along with the Craigslist responses too of like I need an actress and yeah. here's my headshot yeah. and it's like a head a cell phone that's a selfie in like the bathroom and it's like could you not say that's your headshot? Like make it bullshit us a little bit, you know. But yeah, that's right. a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Let's see like who's on Craigslist right now. Maybe there's some uh... – some really juicy yeah fire that up. up there right now every now and then you'll see somebody on craigslist 
promoting themselves, you know, so that somebody <laughs> will put them there. Don't kill me. Just if, hire if you me. you have a wanted ad out, you need me. Right. I won't I'm rape you. Actor. Just hire me. Here's what I, here are my talents. Yeah. Right. It's so bad. It's like no one is going to call them. Like literally no one will call. You can bet a million dollars right now in the next 10 years. Will they get a call on a job? No. No. I remember reading one. There was this guy you put up. Um, Not at all. He put up a posting and I I met this guy on a movie shoot once for a really bad independent. It was actually a student film. Yeah. Um, so for a student film, I won't downgrade it to being really bad it was what it was it was a student film so this kid you know not terribly gifted but uh, i was when i was young and desperate i was poking around craigslist before it pretty much got uh, you know overtaken by amateur adult film projects which is really all you see on there nowadays there's this what this guy showed up there i was like what the hell is this it was uh it was this same guy he was in this movie and he says i will stop at nothing until I make it big, and he put a <laughs> oh, picture of himself. It was a real fat kid. He yes, self flexing. He's the <laughs> biggest yes. star on, on Raves and Rants and Houston Craigslist. Like, What's you his should, name? Yeah, you, you definitely got no parameters. I don't remember. I don't oh, know. we should promote him right now. Yeah. See if we can help him. He was actually coming after me a lot, and um, oh, what do I you gave mean? him my number. And he was giving me a few uh -oh. too many texts, uh -oh. so I had to uh, I had to block him. That's the worst. It's like it's hey, cut him loose. Let me projects. Yeah. I, I I've had I I know a few people like that that I've met from like doing a sketch with once, and we met like oh, in really? 2009. Yeah, I would get texts for a few months. It's like consider me for any projects. It's like I'm not a real Stage filmmaker. I'm doing a sketch about a guy in a hat from the 30s. Like I'm not. There's no money here. I can't pay you. Give me some projects. <laughs> I need work. I can't give you money. Give me. How do I sound right now? Good. Distant. So you have you Mysterious. have stage five clingers. Yeah, virgin clingers. Oh. 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 Do you um, have one like right now? No, no. Thankfully, they've uh, subsided. But um. That's good. I do want to take a moment to talk about the 24-hour podcast. Um, yeah. Some new developments. I'm going to let John take it over from here because John's been kind of uh, working on this. And, and watch Phil Biscardi, myself, and the world in this important legislative work, sir. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it is on. The 24-hour podcast is on. And... Ocean Conserve, Ocean Conservancy. Yeah. Okay. So they reached out to me on Friday at like four thirty. I was just sitting there at my desk, kind of like you know, ending the week, and I get this call, and I don't recognize the number, but I pick it up, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you called about a month ago about doing a twenty-four hour podcast, and you know, including mm -hmm. our charity, and you know, we're still very interested. So, you know, I'm going to connect you with the, you know, the proper people." And, you know, we've got a little group email going on back and forth now trying to figure out what the actual schedule will be. Uh, we're going to do, like, trivia, three sets of trivia where we'll have, you know, giveaways from, uh, hopefully, from the charity or, or, or from the podcastle, uh, maybe both. And we'll have, like, I think four guests, three or four guests. Uh, we'll definitely have some of the, uh, hopefully have these, um, these fine ladies that are helping us with this uh, all on the show as well. 
just so we can bring awareness and help raise money for this. Uh, what is it, Matt? Is it just a shark conservancy? Or is it's a uh, it's, uh, ocean sustainable life. Uh, Adrian Grenier is a big supporter of that. Uh, I think Harrison Ford's done it. It's Yes! They do... Don't quote me on Harrison Ford. Uh, I gotta double check no. that. But it's definitely Adrian Grenier. It's it's one of his one of his uh, babies that he he's involved in, and uh, they do protecting the Arctic, golf restoration after oil spills and cleanup, um, promoting like sustainable fishing, uh, trash cleanup, things like that. Um, Great sustainability with uh, sharks and different fish and ecosystems. But they do very broad work they do good work on, on a broad range um their yeah, website is the, at uh, oceanconservancy.org and they have uh they're doing a lot of good stuff they're doing a lot of stuff in the golf and things like that so uh, they're really good people yeah, yeah i'm happy that it, they're going to do it and it'll be really fun because while we'll be helping uh you know doc that's what i'm going to call them while we're helping doc.org uh, it's still going to be our show. It's still going to be able to be our podcast. So we'll have like our three, you know, main segments uh, spread throughout the show. And, and obviously each of us will have like scheduled breaks. I've kind of got like a rough outline of what the schedule is going to be, um, or at least my proposed schedule to them. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll continue uh, on Monday. One of them, one of these women who, you know, was like the director of media or something, she was in Alaska like doing something you know cool so i'll be interested to find out what she was doing and you know we'll bring her on during the 24-hour show and yeah see what she was up yes yeah man great job with that i think it'd be i think it'd be a lot of fun and also too there's a lot of things we could do with the 24-hour podcast i mean we could actually create different segments and pre-recorded segments and things like that and have guests come on and do trivia so it, it flies by and it's fun for everybody and it's you know we it could be really good one for charity could all three of us represent a charity is that possible anything um, possible yeah i mean the, the world is your oyster i mean i wonder if they team up with other charities in specific yeah. events and we could just loop them in as well yeah yeah, I mean that's That'd something really to, fun. to think about too. Um, I've never done a, uh, I guess it's like a telethon, if you will. Uh, that's the that's like how I'm looking. I mean, I, I've never done anything like this before, but it yeah. can't be too complicated. I've done similar things like this. You know, yeah. in, in radio, you're always working with another company when you're broadcasting right. live or in the studio. So there's always right. like a partner. So, yeah, there's always something, uh, another entity involved. Um, it's a give and take. Take and give. It's a give and take. Yeah. To and fro. I mean, it's. I think we should all Live talk about day. this every week, and uh, let's all hash out some ideas and shape this up. I'll get. I'll get an email out to you two tonight as far as what uh, you know my proposed schedule to them will be after I send it to them. Um, okay. Just so you guys are on the same page. If they make any changes, then I'll, I'll let you know what they are. Is that cool? Yeah. Works for All me. Right. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be cool. I can't wait to talk to them on the show because they uh, they probably have done some cool cool things. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fun, like they have. Know, fun for radio. They're, they're really good people. I started um, – I was involved with them for a couple of years. I was uh, – I do like monthly dosh 
uh, donation, uh, sustainable donating to them, and they, they're very proactive, and I know they've had a lot of um, different celebrity figures like endorse them because they, they do good work, and they're very, uh, they're at their office in Washington, D.C., like it's legit. Um, so I think yeah, they'd be yeah, really that, good, that's what, really excited they, about them. When they called me, it was like a D.C. area code. I was like, what the hell? Is it the government? Yeah, it's the IRS wondering why you haven't filed. It was it's Trump complaining about my impression. We'll give you some porn. We'll give you some porn. So yeah, there's a lot you can do with that. Ryan Buds, who does trivia as a side gig now, um, and it's a really popular in LA. He does trivia like three times a week. Who was in Sharknado? Um, I'm sure. I haven't asked him yet, so I'm, I'm speaking ahead of asking him. But I believe he would do a, a, a segment on um, the trivia, which would be yeah, that was, uh, awesome. <clears throat> what's going that, on? That would, what's, what's all that, that noise would, in the background? Is there somebody's pants off? Uh, you know. pants are off in their mind. You know. You know. Yeah. That'd be a cool way to build it. And... Um, we could do all kinds of stuff like giveaways and incorporate different segments and, you know, we should try to pack some, some good interviews on there too. I know Sean Kane and, uh, and Zach Sherwin, I spoke to them this past week. They're excited to do interviews soon, so maybe depending on the date, we can have them come back and uh, figure something out there. So we will keep the masses posted on the 24-hour podcast and the components and the schedule and our lives. Yeah, I was oh thinking about, like, should we have all the That's people that we've already had on the show yes. stop in, you know? Ooh, like an encore. Like, yeah, right. Like, hey, you know, like, just keep, keep like, a revolving care. door of reoccurring characters. Yeah, that's or a good guests, idea. You know what I mean? Like, like friends of the show. Right, yeah. We could play, From like, a clip. <laughs> the all-stars of the podcast. Yeah. Here's here's Ryan Buds. Here was Ryan Buds back in June talking about a show, and then like have the clip from the podcastle. You know, we can stretch time out that way too, and then uh, he can come on and be like, "Yeah, thanks. What's new?" We can do follow ups like with some of these people. See what happened. See if what they were telling us were, was real or bullshit. We'll see what what's going on. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. I want to do mention. Um, Scardy, I don't mean to put you on the spot here with this, but you mentioned you have a security company, a firm. And uh, it's very interesting. And uh, would you mind elaborating on that? Because I just know the basis of it from, from what you've told me, and I think it's, I think it's amazing. Yeah, my uh, business partner, Joey, and I, we have a security company in, in New York City. It's just recently developed. Uh, we're kind of in the beginning stages. There was a lot of certification, as you can imagine, in getting uh, licensed not only to be a security guard yourself, but to actually hire other security guards and of course there's also things about insurance and all that jazz so we have a company wow. called supreme arm security sas for short and um you know we deal in close protection and we're looking to hire veterans so we actually have a gofundme it's it's a business so yeah we're, we're not a charity but we have a, a goal to help veterans coming out who uh can apply their skills for some of these guys you know it's it's all they know and to yeah. learn a new trade is not always easy in the civilian world as I've tried sure <laughs> numerous times and so they can apply their skills and you know hopefully make a decent living so that's what we're aiming to do that's amazing we a lot that's of, a great you know, cause we need, we need some startup capital still we're working on raising that 
where can you where's the uh where can people donate to the, uh, to the GoFundMe? Yeah. I mean, we could post yeah. the link on the on the Facebook page. Yeah, it's on my Twitter somewhere, but I don't. All right. Yeah, the link's probably those, like you know, something slash WJ. Right, right. Five, five, nine, yeah, right. I can't remember. All right, so we'll, we'll, we're going to post the link to uh, to that to the GoFundMe uh, donation page uh, on the podcast. So um, I'll find it. And I'll post it on there, or you know, you post it on there. And um, I think it's great. I think it's a great cause. I think you should always hire a veteran over a civilian if, if you can. Um, you know, these guys. Well, we're, you know, we can't back. be discriminatory, obviously. Oh, be discriminatory, we're please. Well, I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. I'm still Archie Bunker over here. Please. <laughs> please. Yeah, it's not, we're a veteran-owned company. We obviously advertise as such, um, and we'll hire anybody, but we're aiming to, to target that's a good idea, man. That really is. Uh, I mean that honestly, sincerely. That's a great. That's cool, and and hopefully turn a small profit too. I'd like to start a, a driving school for women and Asians. I just think I'm surprised nobody's done this. And I googled it, and it's like some joke websites and a comedy sketch, but there's no like real school. And in L.A., I would make it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nobody can drive in LA, so it's it's we, we love y'all. What if they really did exist? Oh, you make a killing. Would you get no. in trouble? Yeah, yeah, it'd be discriminatory. Yeah, helpful. I'm kidding. It would be. Yeah, no, it yeah, would be. Yeah. Totally. Maybe. Fine. No, not at all. No. Completely. Yes. Um. So yeah, please, uh, John. Uh, we were talking about Michael's. Uh, Mike, can you tell the name of the, the company one one more time? I'm sorry. Supreme Armed Security. It's SAS. registered in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Um, so we're registered with Department of State of New York. So SAS LLC is the short. SAS for Supreme Armed Security. Very good. What is that? John, I think you cut off for a second. Um, Michael has a new uh, company that he's launching. and uh, Mike, would you mind... Giving the oh, spiel one cool. more time. Well, he doesn't yeah, have to say it again. I'll listen back to it. It's a sweatshop. We're making iPods. We need <laughs> oh, some capital. Yeah. We're just looking for the right front right now as storefront. Yeah, we're we're trying to find the right garage to uh, you know keep us under wraps. We have, we're working. We're building all kinds of compartments right now to um, nice to run our, our business of knitting cheap sweaters and sneakers. I think it's great to do that though. Holy shirts and pants. It's a little corny, but it does the job. No, it's good stuff. For less money. My mic was cutting out for a second. I was, I was, I was having. I had a delay. That's why I was, I was hearing myself a half a second later. So I was trying not to mince my words, but it's kooky. It's crispy and sexy. Can you, can and a little you hear kooky. me? I can hear you fine. Oh, good. So, I was driving the other day, and. Uh, going down Ventura and I noticed there's a new trend um, well not a new trend but a growing trend of people texting while driving and oh. everybody does in LA that's fine but I gotta be honest with you I, they're getting more brash with it I mean I even text at a red light because you're not moving and I can yeah, time right. it well they but there are people Texas. There are, there's a what's that I'd say they don't fool around that in Texas you caught with a hand on a phone and one on the wheel 
you're, you're gonna get jammed up. Oh yeah, you should here too. If the cop sees you, you're you're paid like eight hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and uh, but they're getting more brash, and I'm seeing um, people texting like at full speed, or they're not full speed because they're texting and they're not paying attention. And Claus was over last night, and he was telling me that he actually stopped and screamed at somebody. Oh. For doing that, and told him to put his effing phone away, and you're gonna kill someone. And he was like, "Oh, I'm just doing GPS. It's not that." The point being, you're looking at your phone. So I don't know if you guys see that when you're driving, but I see all the time is people texting while driving, and I just—it's the stupidest thing in the world. I mean, oh, I, anything I've you're seen, doing is not important enough to kill I mean, somebody. I, I've seen everything as a, a military policeman working, you know, gate duties before and all, and I just <laughs> phones is just. That's the uh, that's the most common. I I've seen people eating while driving, but I'm not talking like a granola bar. I once stopped a woman. She <laughs> she was eating dinner. cereal. She was eating cereal while driving. What? In <laughs> the bowl and everything. Requires two hands. Me, yeah. I almost had to say, well, I gotta almost give you credit. You 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 drove up to this gate, and I'm looking into your vehicle. You're clearly displaying the violation in front of me, so I'll give you credit for that. But, or did you just seriously think that was okay? <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, <laughs> I saw a guy with a coffee cup one time. Like, not a travel mug, like an actual open, like, coffee, like, drinking it in traffic. I'm like, that's great. Like, you're not worried about spilling it all over, like, your hot coffee all over your crotch. It's just, you know, the, oh, yeah. the mug, used, the open mug of drive, coffee. I used to drive to work with just a mug of hot coffee. <laughs> Like, I could never it. do I it. Got, oh, I'd balance. spill it everywhere. Yeah, I'm not tourist for that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I used to drive together. You spilled a few times. Yeah. Son of a bitch. No, it's yeah. But yeah, that happens a lot. Some of the... I, uh, I, don't, I don't look at my phone when I drive. No. It's, you should It's too dumb. I'm not... I'm not... I know myself enough that I just can't do that. I'm eventually going to smash into someone if I Some try to text and drop. people can't multitask. Drive. Yeah. Nope. I need eyes on the road at all times. Even if my brain should. isn't there. Yeah. My mind isn't there. But I can't even wipe there. myself properly without thinking about it. I can't drive and text at the same time. I mean, it's just not no. in the cards. Not it's ADD. Happen. That's what we do. Right. We're all over the place. I can't, I can't forcefully distract myself. There's already things going on that I have yeah. no control over. Right. Because things are too busy. It would be chaos i mean one thing leads to another and then you're trying to do this next thing you know you're not watching the road you're getting greedy you're getting you're getting stingy salacious outrageous incriminating salacious so yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of wild you see that i just wanted to bring that up so if you're listening don't text and drive unless you're pulling up an episode of the podcast so when you're driving that's fine right we're covered reason right that's the only time do it at a red light Load up the podcastle before you put the car in drive or reverse. And also tweet us at the underscore podcastle and uh, check us out on uh, podcastle.podbean. Yeah, we're getting closer to 500. We're getting closer to 500. Yeah, we just picked up a new guy today. Uh, Let's take a look. Tim King of Pro Second Tim, Pro Second Amendment. So he recently followed me, I guess, on a Ooh. based on a tweet. I never met this gentleman, but um, seems to be a, a good fan. He says, uh, if anyone is interested, our buddies at Gunwinner are giving away an M1A rifle. Visit their profile to enter. So I said we'd plug them. 
on the shelf. You're interested in winning an M1A rifle? It's free to enter. It's funny. I just had three conversations with that at church. People just wanted to get a rifle. Uh, <laughs> how do I? <laughs> what's the What's so, the uh, the Twitter handle? It's uh, the gun winner is that is the actual title of the the page owner, I guess. Gun winner, one word. Gun winner. Some of our uh, gun winner. Thank you for following us. Some of our latest uh, followers are uh, Sharkarama, Pittsburgh Nerd Pod, uh, Stranger Conversation, Talking Podcasts, and uh, Dakota Trails Beef is your source for the highest quality hand-cut meats available. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, please tweet also us. Also, check out check out the purr. That's the P U R R R blog. What's the purr blog? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, check it out. oh I thought it was. I thought it was like a, a side project where freelance it's shady the cat giving reviews. Award-winning uh, freelance comedy journalist. Oh. I think it's got to be about cats if it's called the purr. Just one of our followers. Oh, check them out too. Uh, I'm going to read uh, just a few of the tweets here to us uh, from our fan base. One is, you ever hit the blunt and then just all of a sudden understand natural selection? And that is by at Jamar Neighbors. Uh, no, I, I have not. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. I have not hit the blunt and understand natural selection. Um Usually, if I'm in an inebriated or intoxicated state, I would be a candidate to be removed by natural selection because I'm not <coughs> my sharpest when I'm drinking. I, I get very happy with yeah. purchasing things online where, like, three <laughs> days later, I'm like, honey, there's a package. Oh, what do we got here? What the hell? What did I order this cat castle for 300 bucks? <laughs> All right. I guess I'm doing that. So when you get drunk, you go and, like, buy things? And I buy, yeah, and I buy things for like family members. Like I, I forget, oh. and I get, hey, nice, thanks for the, uh, yeah, thanks for the Gucci watch. <laughs> what? <laughs> or thanks for the, the the Gator shoes. Or I'll text, I'll text people about like sketch ideas, and the next day it's like, what the fuck were you doing last night? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, I just don't get it. That was wrong. So. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got a few people tweeting us. Um, here's one. Oh, we got if you could coming. please respond this, uh, retweet this. I mean, uh, we love this random act of kindness for two firefighters who had a long day. And uh, this is by emergency at emergency reporting, and they're talking about um, firefighter nation and some of the good things firefighters have done, helping people, uh, taking that extra step, um, raising some money for. Uh, orphaned uh, um, children and widowed uh, spouses of, of firefighters who have fallen and in this particular story the waitress picks up a bill for New Jersey firefighters and paid for the entire lunch so it's nice oh, to see some good kind people oh. out there we're happy to retweet that and it's uh, awesome I'll read one more for here's one one more one more so this is from the Basque at the Basque uh, Francisco Bacchietti says to the podcastle so how does the future of podcasting look like to you? Um, I think it's just the future for, in my personal opinion, would just be us reading tweets. 
for three hours, not actually doing any investigative journalism or entertainment. But do you guys have any differing opinions? I think that would just be easy if we could get to a point where we could just read things and not really think. You have to think, have to prepare, be no. free of the burden of having to say, oh God, what am I going to do for next week? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I think the future of podcasting is the podcastle, obviously. That's just how, that's natural selection, bitch. Right now, who's the board? I believe Adam Carolla has the most yeah. number of listeners to his podcast. So that's the guy to beat. He yeah. tires me. It's only a matter of time, Adam. I like you. You're a nice guy, but we're going to bomb your oil. We're going to bomb your oil. We're closing the gap on him, too. Oh, so. very early. Early days. Go, Grace. See some people uh, tuning in right now. Please tweet us again at the underscore podcast. So we're happy to answer your questions uh, with our expert team of um, journalists here. Twitter. Um, I want to mention followers. one more thing too, not to uh, not to keep rehashing the first story, but um, I'm reading something else on Rowdy Roddy Piper right now. John and Mike, do you guys remember him when he was in his when he was an actual an active wrestler? Like, like remember when he was in his prime, like late '80s, and he would go out there. Um, and tear it up. Yeah, I mean, Piper had Piper was actually in his. He had like a long run, like a really long run as like yeah. a relevant wrestler, like, like over twenty even years to like the mid nineties. He was still yeah. very popular, and even after that, uh, with WCW and again with WWF. But I know the era you're Teared talking it about. Yeah. It was like WrestleMania. You know, I six, saw him live eight. in yeah, ninety one, ninety two. Up at the Hartford Civic Center, it was, and uh, yeah, he's oh. just—it's a great showman. He didn't have the insanely ripped physique, and he didn't need it. Right. You know, he's just a—he's yeah, the hot rod. Great, great entertainer. Yeah. He was just show. like a brawler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I loved him. What uh, a cool like, gimmick, too. I mean, I've always thought the kilt with the bagpipes coming out yeah. to that, and just his wild, yeah. uh, just personality. It was just. It was electrifying. He was uh, he was one of the best. I really yeah, do. He was one of my favorites for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He was working. Uh, he was well, good. He was, was teamed with Hogan. He was working his buddy Ric Flair, and uh, I, Sid was the guy at the time. He was Sid Justice. It was a great. That yeah, was the main event. Sid Justice. Yeah, it was one of those house shows, which didn't yeah. really like the television. You know, one of the things I, I tried to find it this week, but I just remember few years ago he did an interview I, I don't know if it was for 60 minutes or um whoever it was but they were talking about obviously wrestling i believe there was a recent wrestling death and you know all these guys they don't hold back ever since um you know those dvd featurettes started getting released i mean even vince mcmahon started spilling the truth about wrestling so he yeah. was talking about i just remember him saying wrestling's got this great entrance plan and they build you up and they roll out the red carpet for you but there's no exit strategy and there's no pension and I have to wait till I'm 65 and you just see him totally change his mood and, and really pierce the words he just said hey, I'm not gonna make it to 65 you know, wow. so he, was, he was right he, he didn't that's sobering you hear him say that Rowdy Roddy Piper, dead at 61. 
Rest in peace. He was one of those guys, too. Like uh, What I loved about the, the colorful characters that the uh, WWE had in the 80s. I mean, they've always had it, but he was at that point where you had such cool characters. Like, you had... You had, like, Honky Tonk Man, who was, like, the Elvis guy. You had Jake the Snake, who you know, had the snake. You had guys like the Ultimate Warrior. You had Big Boss Man. Like, everybody was, like, a like an action figure character that you could see in, like, a cartoon. And they were larger than life, and they had such cool, gimmicky, like, different ideas coming out at a time. And I think, I think that's when I stopped watching wrestling, when I – they started getting to more, like – Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they were just kind of like yeah. white trash guys I, I, that were just, you know, you look like you drive a truck, you know. I bat out of wrestling probably around 95. Yeah. Like, you it's look like you should be fixing it's... my uh, carburetor and not wrestling. Like, put put some makeup on. Wear a dress. Like, dress up. Like, entertain us, you know. You guys, too? You guys stopped watching, like, uh, late 90s? No, I, I I was watching it in the late '90s, until like the early 2000s, and no. in '98 it averaged 50 million viewers on Monday night between the two, you know, yeah. net, between the two shows. It's huge. Yeah, so that's when it was at its peak, and it I, I just fell off shortly after that. It was just that time to hang it up. Yeah. John Cena ruined it for me. Yeah, that's who it was. John Cena. It was boring. Here's a clip of uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper in an interview. Thank you very much. Uh, Love his interviews. Appreciate that. And well, uh, welcome to Nashville. And I know you're here for the Crossfire show. The Crossfire uh, because they're trying to get me from both sides because the SWAT right. team didn't work. Last well, time I was here, was with the SWAT team didn't work. <laughs> dance all night, dance a little longer. Yeah, I know. How long did you go that night? About, oh, about the an hour night never ended. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's Isn't that laugh? 20 years later. What is he doing? He's doing an interview, but he looks like he's a little lit up. And he's just laughing and uh, he's just having a good time. You should get like, one of his it. promos. Yeah, I got one right here. You know, backstage when he's like, just run you, think you know all the answers. I changed the questions. Here's breathe, breathing and out of breath. <laughs> Here's me, Gene, introducing Roddy. At one of his promos. Host of Piper's Pit, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mr. Piper, yes. I would stick around, but you're going to have to excuse me. I have to go to the men's room. I'll be right back. Thank you. Oh, what the hell? Oh, my goodness. That's fine. Cow Palace. You can go to the men's room in the Cow Palace. That's a wonderful name in San Francisco because the Cow Palace is someplace that I would be proud to call my home. At Cow Palace is someplace that. I'd be proud to bring my gal. <laughs> because obviously, if you live in San Francisco and you are going out with gals, <laughs> obviously they belong in the cow palace. I saw one. Only- He's promoting some event. Yes. At this place. <laughs> I saw her coming up to me asking me for a date. I said, man, I'm hot rod. Are you kidding me? He said, yeah, but aren't you the one that's going to fight Mr. Wonderful? I said, yeah, I'm going to fight Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Well, aren't you the one that's going to fight him with all them wrestlers around the ring? You guys want to hear one more? I got Piper's Pit he with was, Frank Williams. He, he was so cool because he evolved from a bad, from a from a heel. Not to yeah. get too wrestling nerdy here, but he evolved from a bad guy because the fans loved how you know crazy he was. But he would still like cheat in the Sweet. ring. You know, he still he was a good guy, but he was kind of bad, and that's I think what made him last so long. He was like in the middle a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
And you still kind of rooted for him, too. I mean, he could be doing oh, something absolutely. bad, but you kind of wanted to see him pull it off. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a, there's a few guys like that, I remember, um, that Stone were Cold. kind of teetering Stone on the edge Cold's of... Thing, yeah. yeah. They're kind of teetering on the road of, on the edge of, you know, they're a good guy, but they're still kind of pulling some shenanigan. They do whatever they want. Right. And then some guys turn, become good. Like Macho Man, when he was the king, he was like an asshole. And then uh, yes, it was he great. became the man. And uh, yeah, he's another one. A lot of these guys die young, man. Sad. I mean, yeah. there's nothing really else they can do after their career um, ends other than broadcasting. I mean, you know, as long as they put their money in the right places, they'll be okay. But... You read about some of these guys, uh, like Jake the Snake, and some of the pitfalls that they've they've experienced after leaving the public eye, and it's just sad to see what what happens to a lot. I mean, uh, Jake the Snake Snake is still sober. He's been sober for like over a year now. He's still oh, he's still uh, good. Good for him. He's still with DDP and Scott Hall at that like commune. They're still uh, keeping to their uh, sobriety. As far as yeah. I know, I know once they break, it'd be, you know, I'd yeah. find out. Facebook would tell me. Vince McMahon would tell you. Uh, he has a direct line with John, consults John in a lot of the um, issues and planning of the WWE. When did WWE stop becoming the WWF? Was it late 90s? No, it was like uh, early 2000s. Early 2000s. The World Wildlife Fund would just try to sue them for the rights to WWF like every year, and McMahon finally gave in and just used it as like a, you know, a gimmick. Yeah. Just get the f out. <laughs> we talked about him recently too. That's another guy that's like 200 years old and still looks like he's in his prime. I mean, he's been around forever. Who? Vince McMahon. Oh, he's amazing. That's somebody who, if you know, when people ask you. Who, what three? What three famous people would you like to have you know dinner with or, or hang out with? Whatever. I would yeah. love to sit down with McMahon. I have like zillions of questions. Yeah, like a lot of nostalgic ones. You know, like what? Why did you get rid of this? And why did this happen in 1989? And what made you stop? You know, like you could, you could pick that guy's brain. I want to know what like storylines the fans kind of created. And which yeah. ones he had already like planned? Because you know he like will change the direction of a match based on like how the fans are reacting. So yeah. crazy. Yeah, he has to. I mean, it's a business, yeah. and uh, he's smart. He's a smart dude. He knows how to uh, maneuver that and work that to his advantage, and and that's why he he has been in charge of it for so long. He was a billionaire at one point. Yeah, a billionaire. Yeah, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. You should run for president. That's a candidate I'd get behind. Vince? If he was like v- vice president with Trump, that's a that's a oh, party you can support. That is the dream ticket of the century. Could you imagine? Would you be on board, John? Would you be the campaign manager? I would be double on board. I mean, I was basically raised by Vince McMahon. And, right. you know, I, lo- I love Trump. I think... What uh, the hell? I think that's a match. I really do. Well, they already have had a match before, so. Who would? That's right. 
Who would Trump, Trump pick as a running mate if he were uh, nominated to the GOP? Which he, he won't be. They'll, they'll, they're not too happy with him. But what if he does? What if they have to say, you know what? This guy's really making waves. People are behind him. We have to nominate him. And he got nominated and he won the primary. And, and who would his, his running mate be? See, I don't know politics. I would just assume it would be another celebrity. Yes. Todd from Different Strokes is going to be my uh, Secretary of the Interior. Dennis Rodman. No, who was like his best, um, you know, apprentice? Arsenio? Arsenio? I don't know. I, whoever Maybe. won the apprentice, the celebrity apprentice, and everyone was like, you knew they were going to win early. Can't remember. Meatloaf. I'm sorry. <laughs> what if Meatloaf was his vice president? Meatloaf. And I would do anything for, for taxes, us. but I won't raise that. Immigration. No, I won't raise that. <laughs> Trump, man. He just fired his uh, one of his Facebook social media staffers for posting some racist uh, posts. Yeah, there were like Nazi soldiers in like a poster or something like that. It's like how who, that was funny. The, who the hell knew that? That was yeah, and that's not Trump's fault by any means. I mean, he's not designing his own artwork. But if you haven't heard this, somebody put a campaign poster out for Donald Trump. And in the poster, there's it says something along the, the tune of uh, bring our troops home or make America great again or whatever. And there's troops marching, but at a closer look, you see that the troops are wearing World War II Nazi uniforms. And it turns out it was like a photo Oops. taken from a World War II reenactment, which I wouldn't have picked up because it was in the background and it wasn't like right in front of you. But no. somehow that went through. And I, what I think happened with, it, with that is uh, some staff or whatnot just – Googled military uniform and grabbed something and threw it in without really checking it. Or that it was on purpose to like crowbar that in, but I just thought that was that funny. Would be, that would yeah. be pretty. Uh, you can't hold that low. against Trump. Yeah. I don't think Trump would have, you know, he wouldn't do that. But I, I would have he's never funny with that. known. I'm sure the, the, the it's good. intern or whoever made that just Googled, you know, soldier. Yeah. And just took that image and slapped it on there and didn't even know. And that was it. Oops. His net worth, too, is uh, quite high. And a lot of, you know, news forums debate that and say it's a lot lower than he says. And it's a lot, you know, he says it's higher than it is. But they all agree it's between $4 billion and, and like, $8 billion. So what, tomato, tomato, I mean, you're, you're right, dealing with yeah. so much money. I don't think it matters, really. It's worth he a can, lot, enough. He, yeah. He can pay his way through this and... He'll be okay. So I don't think that's a big issue. What I really want to see, though, is, is more uh, as the race trolls on uh, him with some debates. Like when he's in the Republican primaries and they're doing the debates trolls. with all the candidates. I'd love to see him up there. I mean, just for entertainment oh, value yes. alone. That's what I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for. I mean, this is, that's the dream. I mean, that is – we are going to be all over that if it happens. Live. Live tweeting, live – Oh, yeah. you know, broadcasting yeah, it live through an unlicensed special, feed that we're not supposed to do. Special Nerd 35, you know, drop-ins of the debate. All oh. day long. long. 
And there's a lot of those guys, too. There's a lot of characters. Rick Santorum has put his hat in the Santorum. ring, as you know. Oh, they're all Santorum. weirdos. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's the most socially conservative. I mean, that guy... That guy's out there. I don't even know why he's doing it. Oh, I mean, cool. I love the crazy. He's the crazy one. He's the token crazy. When he ran last time, it was him Michelle Bachman were kind of like the, the token crazies. She was more crazy. She was fucking nuts. But he has the, the crown <laughs> this time. He still says things like... Um, things about like gay marriage and things like that that they're responsible for. Um, I mean, just just Google Rick Santorum. Cares. <laughs> I know. Move Come on. on, help me out. I don't give a shit. And finally, this he was in uh, Iowa this year, and his he had a campaign, you know, speech at a campaign party, and only Ow. four supporters came up to see him. Oh. Um, four people came out to support him, and so they kind of like sat in a booth at some restaurant. And were like, "Tell me about the issues." I mean, just let it go, buddy. Let it. It was like a dinner. Go. Yeah. Pr- yeah, it was like a dinner. Dinner with him. It was a fundraising platform and four they, supporters like, came up. It's, it's only like three people and he's like right. well i was just kidding you actually want a dinner with me privately right. this Give isn't money. an event this is a private meal and you can ask me anything you want you dicks he answered nothing i think the re, uh yeah <laughs> i think the republican primaries are going to be a lot of fun to see that too i'm not saying Absolutely. we're against or for or whatever not, i'm just saying the material there for a lot of them is is funny because of the Endless. quotes. And the Democrats, too. I mean, there's a lot of characters all around. Bernie Sanders is a character. The independent uh, Bernie Sanders. What if Joe of, Biden runs? Would Joe Biden run? Bad. Uh, I grew up in Scranton. Know. What about. Places hellhole. I grew up in Wilkesboro. Wilkesboro, is that where it is? Yes. Yeah, no, I think it's Scranton. It was a. From like Delaware, but where he grew up, I think it was, uh, maybe it was Scranton. He's great. Here's Jason the, uh, I'm going to very Biden. quickly, I'm going to run through some of the people running for presidency 2016. Uh, right. It is Vice President Joe Biden from Delaware. Oh. Um, former Governor Lincoln, I'll say this guy's name, Chafee, Chafing, Chafee. Lincoln Chaffee. Chief from Rhode Island, former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Maryland's former Governor Martin O'Malley, Bernie first. Sanders from Vermont, first man. Uh, first man, Republican Party is former Governor of Florida Jeb Bush, Jeb, uh, Dr. Ben Carson, Florida. Who's this? Dr. Ben Carson. John. Dr. Ben Carson. <laughs> Have you heard of this man? He's a he's an African American gentleman with a. Uh, Twitter handle Real Ben Carson. He's a doctor from Florida. He's up there. A voodoo, voodoo doctor. He's up there. Uh, voodoo doc. Papa Shango. <laughs> yeah. Governor Chris Christie. He's running in the donut party. Yes, I, I I like him for material. I think he's a bonehead, but uh, I like him for material. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, I'm at Springsteen tonight. I don't care. Yeah. He spends like eighty grand on he's Mets in, tickets or Yankees he's tickets. In, uh, What's his name? Jerry Jones is like, you know, VIP box. Yeah. Watching the Cowboys lose. He doesn't care. He doesn't give up. Ted Cruz, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. Tom's. Current state. Ted Cruz. 
former IRS Commissioner Mark Everson, because that's what I want new to leave this country, an IRS guy. Yeah. Or what yeah. I Right. I R S. Former Governor Jim Gilmore of Virginia, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham, South Carolina. There's there's too many. Lindsey Graham. There's Donald Trump. Businessman Donald Trump. It's funny, I'm reading through this list, and everybody's former U.S. Senator, former Governor, U.S. House Representative, and then there's businessman Donald Trump and Dr. Ben Carson. <laughs> it's like baller Donald Trump and this voodoo doctor. And yeah. Papa Shanga. And Papa Shanga. Whatever happened to him? I hope he's alive. And Bam Bam Bigelow. I don't know. Papa Shango actually came back and was Kamala, and then he was actually the Godfather, and he was really popular. He like held wait, the title. Wait, 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 wait! Hold the phone. Yes. Shango was Kamala. Shango. Yes. No, no, no. What? Not Kamala. I'm sorry. Not Kamala. Uh, Kamala. Let's talk about Kamala. <laughs> Kamala Harris, the uh, California politician. No, Papa Shango came back as what? He came back as it wasn't Kamala; it was some other kind of like African-sounding name, and uh, he was part of like a group, like a gang called the Nation of Domination, the NOD. And huh. then he kind of evolved Sexy. into like a Godfatherish kind of character, and huh. was pretty popular. I think he won the Intercontinental Title. More popular than Kamala. <laughs> Yes, well... You're not getting off the hook with Kamala. We need to, this needs to be discussed. Kamala, Kamala if you don't know, was a wrestler in the... What was that? Ugandan giant. Yeah, he was WWF. great. But he had like a big moon painted on his belly. And he didn't like speak English. They, they, they kind of stereotyped Kamala. He was very like... They basically said like this is a, a woodsman we took out of the forests of Africa and put him in a ring because he acted very like scared when like Undertaker got up like he didn't know like what this human was doing cool. and it was very stereotypical like, I I I understand why he didn't last long but he was good he was a good well, wrestler yeah, almost every character was stereotypical that's true you know that they had like a. Asian tag team called the Orient Express. It's Kamala's theme song. Come on. Yeah, it was like jungle the, music. The Orient Express. I remember that. I love Erwin, but IRS was Erwin R. Scheister, which Scheister is could be portrayed as a derogatory term for. Scheiser. Certain groups, but cause he wanted your money. Like it was so. Club I'm about to join. Yeah, what's that? Isn't like a shiza shiza? Isn't like a Jewish term? Yeah, like greedy. You know, like the Clemson. It's like stereotype. Yeah. All the, the Yiddishy words. Kamala, Kamala. I bet if we if we search long and hard and really pin to these people, we can get one of these guys on the 24 hour podcast. What, one of the wrestlers? Yeah. One of these old like one of these old dudes. Like Kamala. Why don't we or... just get why don't we just get Entourage? Get who? Adrian, oh, whatever. Adrian, yeah. The guy that's really into the same Let's get him thing. on. Is Let's it Grenier or Grenier? 
Uh, I've heard both. I'm not too sure. I oh, think well, the real the pronunciations. Yeah, let's bring him on. Yeah, let's ask him. Well, actually, he's a good dude. I actually met what's his name at the uh, one of the HBO Emmy parties. Uh, Jerry, that played Turtle, and uh, it was just oh, him yeah. and I. We were having Seems a drink like a funny guy. on the side, like really quickly. He was waiting for some girl to come out of the bathroom, and I was just talking to him. And I just said to him, uh, "So you're a big Yankees fan? What do you think about?" Because it was the year of the Phillies, the year after they they lost to the Yankees, and I just said, "What do you think about?" Um, that game last season, you know, and I, I talked to him about it for like a, two minutes. This date came out. He's like, hey, man, thanks for, you know, hanging out, whatever. He's just nice to meet you kind of thing. Didn't ask right. more question about the show. I was just like, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, you, you're a great actor. I'm a fan. I like yeah. Entourage a lot. And, um, yeah. and But he said something cool because Jen came over um, right before he left, and he alluded to the movie being made. This is like right after – Whatever year the show ended, it was a couple years after the, the Yankees beat the Phillies, but whenever the show ended, they were there for HBO, and Jen said, you know, I really hope you bring that show back or you do like a spinoff because we really love Entourage. And he goes, I'll just tell you this, it's not the end of the, the of Entourage. There will be something else, that's all I can say. So we kind of alluded uh-huh. to the fact that there would be something uh-huh. else. But a really nice guy, like a real gentleman. That the movie was in the works. Yeah. He was actually waiting like for uh, the chick from Sopranos. Uh, he was dating the girl from yeah, Sopranos. Yeah, but she was beautiful. She was on Entourage for she that season. She was hot. I liked her. We should have her on the show, too. Let's have them all on. Let's just bring them all on. Yeah, just have the whole Entourage. We have an in. Let's, you know, let's explain you know it. <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to do it right. So. It's going to be great. Very sexy. All right, so uh, I think it's going to conclude our show this lovely day. I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcastle. Yes, um, John and Mike, and myself, as always, appreciate your listenership, and please stay tuned for more details on um, the twenty-four hour podcast, in which we've partnered up with uh, Ocean Conservancy, and we'll be lining out Big some news. more details. Big news! Big news! Big news! Um, thank you to all of you for listening. Do you gentlemen want to do anything to uh, seal the envelope and button this up? I'm all good, and I I look forward to a random Nerd 35 this week Uh, and more uh, info uh, coming about the 24-hour podcast. Yes, indeed. From all of us, saying goodnight, and God bless.